it. He liked it. Um, he was a little scared of a couple parts. There was one uh, one section like where they show the um, the president and he uncovers it. It's a rocket. Mm-hmm. Ryan immediately goes, "I bet they're gonna shoot that at the monster at the end of the movie." <laughs> <laughs> yep, and he was right. <laughs> um, yeah, no. When I was watching it, I was like. Damn, this is pretty intense for a kids movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, we were watching it. Man. Like as soon as um the heavy metal kids dead mom shows up as a ghost, I was like, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, these demons are assholes. Yeah. Uh, Ryan looked at me and said, "This is a kids movie, a scary kids movie. What's an adult scary movie like?" <laughs> Not much different, to be honest. It was well, re- pretty, yeah. It was really, it was really scary. A good horror. Um. Before we get too much into the movie, we got a couple uh, bookkeeping items. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Like, again, we might have cut this into the, the episode, but The Last Dragon, I got some bad news for you. What? We got to recast Vanity, too. What? She passed away in 2016. We were awful at doing research. Oh, my God. My wife. We, <laughs> my, my 80s wife, Vanity. I purposely don't do a lot of reading about the movies before I, I watched them do the podcast because I wanted to be more about my impression of the movies. But mm-hmm. in, hind- in hindsight, <laughs> we should probably look into some things. I guess if we're talking about making sequels and stuff. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. I wasn't seriously kind of about making a sequel. Yeah. Unless you really wanted to do it, then I'm, I'm all in. The Shogun Harlem is... Shogun Harlem is back. <laughs> yeah. Idris Elba. Yeah, he's um, the sexiest man alive. He's, there's no way in hell he's the sexiest man alive. Is he the sex, people say he's the sexiest man alive? People say he's the sexiest man alive. Like people, the magazine or people? Yeah, it just go. came out. And for you, those of you at home, you'll learn right now that we recorded these several weeks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's been obvious for some of the other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, talking, we're talking about Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, I do a little bit of research, but more just like the writers and the directors and stuff like that just to see what else they've done but that's usually the extent of my research yeah so i guess rest in peace vanity and rest in peace vanity you're very beautiful um you seem like a nice lady you had a few good songs i think yeah you had the the one really weird song and last Last dragon Dragon, we're not gonna hold that against you no it'll be okay all right Uh, this is space force i'm kyle i learned something pretty important about myself this week would you like to hear do you have a choice nope so, for the longest time, I thought um, I just really liked drone music, and I don't mean the specific genre like drone metal. You mean music like made that. by drones? No, music that has like uh, uh, drone soundscapes. And I did really like uh, like the drone folk music that was being made like in the late two thousands, and uh, that was pretty cool. But not specifically any drone drone genre. But I think I realized this week that I actually just like sludge more than drone. So instead of it being like industrial drone, I like it more if it's just like slowed down and muddy and stuff. And the same thing, I don't mean like sludge, like mud honey or hole or anything like that, the specific genre of sludge. But like if I listen to like electronic music or anything like that, I'd rather it be like a sludgy sound than a drone sound. So That's a pretty important discovery I made this week. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Sean. Um... I discovered something really important about myself in the last 10 seconds. Uh, and that's that I don't give two shits about sludge music or industrial or any of it. Oh, that's too bad. There's a lot of good stuff out there. No, that's probably not. Uh-huh. Um, but what uh, what made me realize it is I was listening to this album by a band called Amnesia Scanner that came out like a month ago. And uh, it's pretty good. You should check it out. It's pretty spooky. <laughs> It's Christmas time now, though. It's, it's the time for spook is, is gone. It's time for Christmas cheer. I'm spooky all year round. I'm gonna try to get like positive about Christmas this year, though. Yeah, hell lately yeah. I've been like, yeah, who cares? But I'm gonna try to enjoy Christmas this year. Me too, cause I I'm not I don't I'm I'm not doing shit besides <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. Um, the only Christmas song that matters though is Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Oh man, I, right? I still like Smokey Robinson's uh, Christmas song. Yeah, do they use the F word in that song? I mean, you could probably throw it in if you wanted to. Oh, well, but they, no, they don't. They use it in pokes. <laughs> I've heard pokes songs. They all, uh, which F are you talking about? F U C K or F A G G O T? Because they use both of them, as I recall. F. Well, I mean, uh, I'll I'm would happily say fuck or fucking. <laughs> so when I say the F word, I'm obviously talking about the one that is a slur. <laughs> Speaking of which. They use that word in this movie a couple times. <laughs> well, it's an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, everybody was very homophobic back in the 80s and early 90s and for most of the 2000s. And, you know, there's still some of that even today. Most of my entire life. I was actually talking to a friend recently about it who, um, it, she identifies as queer, just in general, not specifically. Strange? Well, she's bisexual. I identify as strange. She's presumably bisexual, um, based on her dating history and stuff, but, like... Just like our new senator. Right, she's not putting any definite terms on it. Just like our I new was, senator. I was thinking, like, <laughs> they really took back queer pretty quick, because I remember being called a queer as an insult, like, all throughout high school. And then now it's like, oh, yeah, happy to be queer. It's like, okay, cool, good job, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is that because of, of how homosexuality works, like, it can be anybody, mm. they, they've been able to make a lot more progression with their civil rights, I think, than, like, you know, like, black people have. Mm. Because it's a lot harder to be like, oh, you're, you're different than me, cousin Susie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, yeah, I don't know, they just really effectively took that word back really quickly. Because I graduated high school in 2004, and I got to say by at least 2010, it was used in more positive aspects. Yeah, no, it's, it switched really quick, because by the end of high school, you know, it was still very, you damn queer, you get out of here. Yeah, queer bait, that was one that people used a lot, which is... Well, if you think about that one, it's like, all right, so I'm good-looking enough to attract homosexual men? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but thank you. Like, not even attract them, but used as a bait. For homosexuals. Well, because I'm so irresistible. That's right. He's, they flopped you like flies to honey. Yeah, so that backfired on all those guys who said it to me because they're basically just telling me they thought I was hot as fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to the point, like, that um, you always hear that uh, homophobia is some sort of latent homosexual tendencies, right? <clears throat> yeah, the projection right. of sorts. Uh, one time, this one kid, uh, who was always just kind of a dick to me, even though he was like, I don't know, we got in a fight already and I'd already beat him, but he still was, just tried to be a wiener a lot. Uh, he came up to me with like a rubber band twisted around his hand, he's like, you want to get shot, queer bait? And I was like, you want to get shot again? Oh, wait, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah, because he'd accidentally been shot by one of his friends at a party. No, that's not what happened. He accidentally shot himself because he was twirling a gun. Isn't that what it was? No, his friend was playing with the gun oh. and accidentally shot him. Oh. <laughs> so, you want to get shot again? And he's like, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> high school. Good times. And speaking of high school, this movie's a lot about your identity when you're in high school. Yeah, or people want you to change, but you're like, nah, I just want to blast off rockets with my <laughs> little brother. I want to hang out with my little brother and shoot rockets off. It is kind of, um, they use the same trope in a lot of movies, and like, you already get kind of a Stranger Things vibe from like, mm. the opening with the credits. Like, straight up, Stranger Things is already copying this, this movie a little bit. A little bit, but not the John Carpenter font. Yeah, um, the, but the, like, the sister brother relationship is straight Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Mm. Is it between um the, like the main kid? And yeah, I can't remember their, any of their fucking names, but ooh, ooh. um, one thing Will, about the title Will's season. the poor kid. Will Briars, poor kid, and his brother likes to clash. Mm-hmm. And his brother is with the other kids. He's a creep too, right? He's like out. He's not really a creep. He's just kind of like a. Well, there's, he's a he's a little queer, if you know what I mean. There's a part strange. where he's like taking pictures from the woods of them partying. Though that was pretty creepy. Yeah, but he wasn't intentionally taking. You know what I mean? He was already, he was out there looking for for Will, right? And he just saw them. Why do you have his camera? I don't know, man. He always has his camera. <laughs> I don't remember. Remember in Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox learns that his dad that is a peeping Tom. Tom. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't bird watching. He's a peeping Tom. <laughs> that's that. There you go. That's what that's he <laughs> He's not looking for his brother. He's looking for those secret titties. Uh, speaking of the title, though, did you notice it like kind of glitches into existence? I don't like, know. Yeah, but like rather than being a smooth pan, yeah, it was just kind of like pop, 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 the gate. Just like many of the creatures in this movie, the demons. Who immediately, for me, um, there were parts where I was like, oh, this is, oh, pretty intense and terror. Okay, and then the little demons would show up. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan referred to them as uh, Shrek 
Shrek demons. Shrek demons. They're like a little uh, little chicken man to me. Like you know, if you uh, plug a chicken, you know, plug a chicken and have this chicken walking around on its little chicken legs. What I picture. They look like um, what are those like little guys from like Dungeons and Dragons and shit? Scorpions. Brownings. Brownings? Yeah, when brownies just like little guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, brownings. Uh, or are they brownies? Or brownies? Something like I don't know. I don't know some nerd shit. <laughs> um, so this movie came out in 1987, around the same time as every other movie we're gonna watch. I'm assuming it seems like 85 to 87 is the sweet spot. It's got six stars on IMDb. I think it's like a cult classic as well. Yeah, I don't. This uh, I don't think. I think Night of the Creeps had higher rating on IMDb. Yes. But I think this is a better movie than Night of the Creeps. Um, yeah, this is actually one of the, my favorite movies we've watched so far, to be honest. Well, I don't know. We've watched some good ones, but I was surprised at how well this one still held up. Yeah, I don't I was remember. Like, I don't remember being scared of it when I was a kid, but when I was watching it this time, I was like, <laughs> well, when his um his ghost, was, his mom shows up, I, yeah, that, that right. immediately triggered like um a, a bad memory I had from the movie, I think, because it made me feel like like my stomach just like dropped out of me, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I feel really sad. <laughs> I had a very similar feeling uh, in RoboCop when that dude starts laughing. I'm like, oh crap, something oh, bad's gonna happen. <laughs> oh lord. But yeah, there's parts of this movie I don't really remember watching as a kid, but there's there's a couple scenes where it happens that it definitely flashes in my head. The mom scene is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end with like the snake demon guy <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the rocket, that really triggered something if I remember it. Um, it's not one of the movies we watched a lot as a kid, but I definitely remember watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember being that scared of it, but it is much scarier than, than I It was remember. a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I guess that's the right way to phrase it. It's not and scary, then, uh, it's just more... It's it, got a lot of weight to it. Yeah, it's just got really ominous. Like, it has a good mood to it. And for some reason, man, they were just that they're carrying around that dead dog so much. It was a good prop, but it was like, man, they're just... Here's a dead dog. <laughs> dead dog. I mean, the movie kind of starts with, uh, with Glenn... Steven Dorf and his beady fucking eyes. Steven Dorf, which is crazy. Um, he's absolutely the best actor in the movie, even as a little kid. It's I was just like, that's Steven Dorf. <laughs> so I guess that's why he had career onwards because he really stood out even against the adult actors. But uh, I guess he probably ruined his own career. He seemed like he was kind of like a party guy or something. Yeah. I don't know if he was hard to work with or what, but it seems like even if you're a party guy and you're you're really good, you could probably. <clears throat> Have him make a career of it. He must just be an asshole to work with sometimes. Yeah, he's probably a jerk. Or maybe he just didn't care enough about working. He's like, I got some money from from movies in the party now. He's like, I got that blade money. I'm good. <laughs> that's the only like major movie I can remember him being in recently. <laughs> recently, that's like twenty years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's also he was in those commercials for the blue electronic cigarette. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he's like, it's me, Steven. I'm doing real cool. I like to smoke in front of people, and it's illegal now, so. Now I just do it electronically. Man, no. Didn't you take your shirt off for the ads? Probably. Take alleyway? I don't know. Just take my shirt off and smoke in the alleyway as I do. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot up real quick and then have some blue. Um, Steven Dwarf's got um, this cool jacket with a bunch of like motorcycle club patches on it. So he's in a he's in a motorcycle gang, I think. Um, I don't want to correct you. <laughs> what? But I believe he's like a, a rocketeer. <laughs> Oh, what are those patches about? Rockets. Different rockets he's shot? Is it rocket shootings. Oh, I thought Space it was patches. like... You know they have a different patch for every NASA mission, right? Oh, yeah, I did know that, actually. So they're probably different NASA patches. No, I think it's like, this is my patch for killing a Mongol. <laughs> that sort of thing. This is one where I killed the Hun, these are the Goths. Oh, we gotta talk about, um just real quick, the director of this movie. Uh, he didn't really do anything else except for direct TV shows and shit, but he's got a really cool name, and it's Tybor Tkaks. Tybor Tkaks. And he's from, uh, Hungary. Yep. Which, Tybor, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was He's cool. a Hungry, sir. But no, uh, remember in World War One when that part of propaganda was, that they called them the Huns? The Germans, you mean? Yeah. Why? Because it was Germany, Hungary. Yeah, I guess I think it's more of like you know the Huns are barbarians, and so the these Germans horde. are barbarians. They're the invading horde, exactly. Which is what Germans were kind of already known for. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think it lasted that long. 
We're like, remember when the goddamn Germans made Rome fall? They're still dicks. <laughs> you guys remember the Normans? <laughs> yeah. Spent the eighteen angles of the Saxons. <laughs> it's been eighteen hundred years, but we don't forget. Um, or, oh, there's another good eighties jam in here. Another one where it's just like having fun in the eighties. Beep boop 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 boop. And definitely made for the movie, I think, because I didn't look it up to check. I don't it, was, it was bad, so I don't think it was a hot single or anything. And we start off with um, a dream sequence, really. Just spooky stuff's happening. He goes to his treehouse. Mm-hmm. It's they, falling down. falling apart. Um, they had an amazing feast that they just left out on the table. It's like Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking... <laughs> the Last Supper. It wouldn't have been interesting if, um, rather than it being a dream sequence, I just guessed how the movie started. <laughs> it was like the rest of the movie's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> no. Oh. Then he wakes up and they're actually chopping down the tree, and I could have sworn I heard one of the guys say, "The Earth must be punished." <laughs> I didn't hear that, but you might be right. Yeah, he was like, "We must pave over everything, destroy all the trees." Look at the birds. I hate them. <laughs> well, I mean, when the when Ben first wakes up, we get our first shot of Angus, who's a very handsome dog. Uh, 97 years old. Yeah, it's old for a dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that equates to in, in actual years. I don't know what the multiplier for dog years is. I thought it was like seven. Is it seven? How do you get to 97 from seven? Seven? Then? You don't. They made it up. Oh, man, this would be scientifically inaccurate. God Someone let uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson know. He'll get the correction on the... Yeah, he'll complain about it on Twitter. Thanks, man. It's real important work you do. We get to meet um, Terry, who's very heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, he's got a vest. He's got some patches on it. Yeah, well, he's got um, the patch he has on it in the beginning. He's got two different vests, because that's how metal he is. The first one we see is like a fucking, not anthrax, but like napalm death or something like that. And then later on, he's got uh, fucking um, the killer dwarves. Dwarfs, instead of spelling it correctly, but Killer Dwarfs, which is like a really goofy Canadian horror band. <laughs> and I think this movie was made in Canada. Oi. Mm-hmm. I don't notice any Canadian accent necessarily. Oh, yeah, Alex kind of has one, maybe. Yeah, and then did you notice when he pulled the um, bug zapper out of the outlet outside? That was not an American It was an American outlet? That was oh, an yeah. American outlet. <laughs> or a United States outlet. Canada's part of America. <laughs> As much as they'd wish not to be. Yeah, so we meet Terry, uh, then we meet uh, Business Dad, and he's like, Oh no, you're grounded. I don't know if your sister can watch the house for a couple days. We might have to have a babysitter even though she's 16. <clears throat> so, basically, uh, the tree's chopped down, there's a spooky hole under it, we found a geode, and parents are going on vacation, sister's gonna babysit for the first time. Everything should go great. What's up? And uh, in my notes here, it says that Stephen Dorff was grounded for a bad haircut. <laughs> I guess it's because they were digging in that hole and uncovered a spooky cavern. Yeah. But uh, his haircut's really bad. I mean, the so the, after they cut on the tree, they kind of put the saw back over it and make it look all nice. And then mm-hmm. Terry and uh, Glenn go in there and dig it in. Glenn found the geode. Glenn found the geode first yeah. and tells Terry about it. And he's like, we can get rich. We can get rich. We find a bigger one. It'll be worth $100. And then they, uh, they, they burst into the gate, they crack a fart into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of, like, fart dust comes out. And then, uh, Glenn gives his little sacrifice, because he splitters. Yeah, he gives a splitter in his finger. And you hear a little creepy noise come out of the gate. It's like, thank you, God. Yum! And, uh, they do find another big geode, or, I guess, a, a demon egg or something. No, they already found that one. That's the one Glenn found. Glenn finds it. And yeah. then it tells Terry, and then they keep digging, and they crack into it, and they give up. No, they get another big one, because the one Glenn finds originally falls out of the tree, and it was already split in half, and it was kind of small. Mm. And then later on, remember, they're trying to crack the big one? Yeah. I thought it was the same one. No, it was a different one. No. <laughs> but they didn't um, illustrate them finding it very well, but it's definitely a different one. Uh, so, uh, the parents are like, alright, um... Oh, no, first dad comes to talk to Glenn and is like, all right, hey, you remember how Terry's mom died? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, that made Terry an asshole. So <laughs> don't believe him anymore. Because <laughs> he told him a spooky story about a workman disappearing when they're building the house or whatever. Yeah. And his dad's mean, like, you think he's just angry inside and he makes shit up for attention and he sucks. Well, I wish he wasn't your friend. 
All right, good night, kiddo. Have a good three days without us. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, parents are pulling away. They're like, all right, see you later. We love you, Mom. Have a good time. And they're like, all right, no parties. And okay. then cut. Smash cut. So party. Smash cut. I do remember as a kid, a bunch of kids telling shitty, stupid ghost stories like that. Like, oh, someone died and we're, there's Indians. Well, where somewhere. we grew up was uh, our neighborhood was supposedly on Indian burial ground. Right, like, right. That was like the neighborhood rumor. But like, some a, of the kids had both parents. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids had both parents still living but separated. I don't know that you can necessarily blame this on Terry's mother's death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's perhaps just, he's acting out in other ways because of Terry's I think his dad's just like, I don't like that boy. He's listening to the devil music because this, this is prime satanic panic time. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he makes up stories. All kids make up stories. It's fun to tell rumors about your neighborhood and shit. His dad just doesn't like him because he's got that vest, and he's like, oh no, he probably plays that Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. He's an evil outsider. Let's frame him for the murder of the dog. <sighs> Well, he didn't murder the dog. No. Demons murdered the dog. Well, maybe he did. He was dancing with it too hard. Yeah, and he threw it. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah! So it's uh, party time, and like all good teenage parties, there's like, you know, they're smoking, they're drinking, they're levitating. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, get that dog a beer. <laughs> they're like, it, let's, let's try to light as a feather, stiff as a board. Like, I got slumber party when we're 13. Oh, yeah, that one girl that was so into it, too. Yeah, like, you gotta focus. She was a little a creepy little girl. She's dressed a little bit differently than mm-hmm. everybody else. Well, she kind of like, hey, what like, is this kid doing here? She's like, oh, she really likes Stevie Nicks. <laughs> yeah, but she did seem like, why is she hanging out with this crowd? Yeah. With I mean, a bunch of squares. Because she's going to show up. She just shows up to parties and tries to get people levitated. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, you guys want to do a ritual? Hey, you guys want to do some black magic? <laughs> you want to do a ritual? You all want to summon the devil? Um, everyone's dressed very 80s, just a lot of the height of 80s fashion in movies, and it's Canada too, so I think maybe it's slightly off, you know how Canada just kind of don't get it. <laughs> so that's going on. Oh, that reminds me, um, so you know how the 80s has a very specific, a specific aesthetic, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, think of the 80s like... Saved by the Bell's opening theme, or even just certain like shapes and colors and stuff like that. Um, that can all be attributed to one uh, like design collective called uh, Memphis Design back in the 80s. Like they designed furniture and like art and things like that that were, were those specific like shapes and colors and things like that. And they're really influential at the time. And so. Basically, I just think it's really interesting that the entire aesthetics of the 80s can be attributed to basically this one art collective. <laughs> and their shit was really expensive because it was the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it's probably... Uh, anything from art collective is going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is where we find out uh, Angus is 97 years old. Mm-hmm. And he Terry's like, you smell. smell. And he's like, I'd like to see what you smell like when you're 97. And he takes pills. We know that because I'm mm-hmm. instructed to make sure he gets his pills. He needs them for his triglycerides. This, yeah, so now we crack the um, the new geode, and then there's writing on his Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. Well, that was Etch-a-Sketch, the knockoff, like, cheap one you get at Walgreens, Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. That's not right, but Etch-a-Sketch is Etch-a-Sketch is one of the, uh... Twisty ones. Yeah, these are those writing pad things. Yeah, where it's just, like... Things. I don't know, it's, it uses magic, it utilizes magic of some kind. Which is probably how it gets the words on them, because they're magic words. Well, it does, I think it does use... Um, magnets? A magnet? Like <laughs> plastic sticking the shit. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you could be right. It's the lowest form of technology possible. I don't understand it. ICP should write a song about it. <laughs> I don't know about this board here with plastic on it. Um, and then they accidentally read the magic words, which are Klaatu Verona Nectar. <laughs> Klaatu Verona Nectar. Nectar. Or I don't I didn't actually write down what they were, but it was not I don't know, it was Klaatu Baronicta. <laughs> so obviously there's there's some demons by accident. Yeah. Oh and then this is where we see Luna Lovegood, because in my notes I'm like, oh Luna Lovegood, which is the kind of weird lady, weird girl that's at the party. And they're like, Alright, we're gonna we're gonna do some spooky stuff. And at one point Glenn turns to Terry as they're like just kind of spying from the kitchen. And he's like, do you believe in any of this spooky stuff? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And Glenn's like, yeah, me too. Um, and it made me wonder in this scene if maybe like Stephen Dorff uh, grew up in a wealthy family. 
and like that's how he became an actor and that sort of thing like i mean like extremely detached kind of wealthy wealthy because the way he's holding the pizza doesn't make sense for anyone who's ever eaten pizza before. He's got like the whole thing like just gripped in his entire palm and he's like, yeah, pizza. <laughs> this is how people eat pizza, right? You eat it right in the middle, right? <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was pretty odd. It's like, oh, he seems out of touch. <laughs> like that uh, that fake Justin Bieber video where he's eating the burrito? Oh yeah, where he's eating it from the side. Yeah. That was the that was like a the satire though. Yeah, it wasn't actually Justin Bieber's. Yeah. Um, then they make him float, and like, yeah, we can make him float. He's a midget. He's tiny. Look at him. He's a midget. I guess they're doing all my own strength. I just threw him into the roof. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets sad. He's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Well, I mean, it's a little he's scary. He'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and Terry calls him. He's like, I think he's just sad because he was crying in front of everybody. Yeah, which is probably the case. Yeah, well, also, I mean, it's also he understandable floated. that he's upset because he was floating in the air. Yeah. That happens sometimes, though. He's gonna roll with it. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to the moth holocaust. Mm-hmm. They show all the moths flying into the bug zapper. And you're like, oh, I wonder what that means. Demons. And um, then they're like, alright, let's just get to bed. Sorry, you're sad. Yeah. Let's just get to bed. She doesn't even kick out those other people. They're just like, alright, let's go to bed. I'll lock up. There's <laughs> still somewhere. They're just downstairs. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to bed. Good night. And they're just like, what the fuck? We're okay. Uh, there's a little scene where I'm like, oh, she's not going to show this fucking girl naked, are they? Oh, where she's, like, in a room, yeah, like... Yeah, she's checking herself out in the mirror. And stuff. It just seemed like a weird scene. I get... I think it was just... I'm, like, I'm just conditioned by Eddie's movies at this point to expect some, like, weird gratuitous new yeah, movie at some point. but she was definitely underage, so... I mean, the character's underage. We don't know if the actual actor Oh, yeah, age. she could be, like, 23, but looks really young. Or, you know, like, 19, but looks mm. young, and then... The director's like, oh, yeah, this is Canada, baby. You want to make it big in Canada? You want to make it in the Toronto film scene? <laughs> you going to make it all the way to Ottawa, baby. Ottawa. That's the capital of Canada. What? Ottawa, yeah. Uh, so this is where the weird stuff happens. The, the, uh, Terry's like, I gotta go pee-pee. And then he comes out of going pee-pee. And the front door opens. And Celestial Spooky Mom comes in. She's like, Terry. And he's like, Mom. His name is a real bitch. <laughs> She's like, I got a real good idea, Terry. Why don't you come on vacation with me to heaven? <laughs> and he's I like, love you, Terry. He's like, that's like a great idea. Let me, let me, I'll wake up my friends. We can, we can all go on vacation <laughs> to heaven. <laughs> come dance with me. And so they do dance. But it turns out. It's Angus, not his mom. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, his mom's upstairs at like the Sochi Olympics. The uh, the walls are like being pushed in. Mm-hmm. It's that practical effect where you can tell like they're vinyl walls. Someone's just pushing them. Yeah. Remember, it made me think of the Sochi Olympics because remember, uh, like they had like vinyl roofs on some of the hotels and shit. Like that shit was just not finished. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olympics are crazy now. Maybe they always have been. Yes. Um, yeah, so he's like, ah, oh, shit, it's Angus, and he's, I guess he would be very shocked if your spooky mom turned into <laughs> your friend's dog, <laughs> but he does, he, he gets real He's like, 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 an unhuman <laughs> scream comes out of this kid. <clears throat> and he just straight up throws him on the ground, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I think I killed him. Yeah, when he did kill him. I think yeah. he might have already been dead, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how... It's not really clear. Is he, is he dead when he starts dancing with him? Does he die the, the, the... When he throws him down? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. But um, the his scream wakes up. Al and Glenn, and they come down, and they're like, You fucking goddamn Satanist, you killed our dog. And he's like, No, it was demons that want to sacrifice him. And like, that's exactly what a Satanist would say. <laughs> None of that happens, but I... Like you, I would have accused him of it. Accuse. Glenn takes it pretty well. I was like, yeah, I guess he was old. You can tell he's really upset though. Yeah, but he's he's a scientist. He's a man of science and rockets. Yeah. So he's like, you know, he had a good life. He was very old. I guess you can come around and mess around later. Yeah, like he want to come over and mess around later, and he's like, these were older characters. He'd be like, oh, I see. <laughs> Uh, and then we find out Terry's a latchkey kid. Yeah, well, before this, we find out Alex is kind of like a, turning into a shitty sister. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, her um, brother's just dog just died, and she's like, you know what? Like, suck it up. 
my friends are here, they're gonna make fun of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you call me a little bitch baby? Even though you were levitating last night and crying and your dog died. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna let them just really tear into you. Just really bully you. It's um And then I'm gonna leave you home alone so I can go partying. Yep, this the scene's recreated for the very beginning of um where the wild things are. <laughs> um I actually had a talk with Ryan like you can't it, this is a, like some you gotta be nice to your little brother or sister situations <laughs> 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 uh, like that. Yeah, um well your kids like aren't too far apart in age. Mm, they're probably about as far apart as Alex and Glenn are. Oh, yeah, because she's not 16 yet. And she's he's... 15, he's like 12 or 13. That's about the right age. What? I don't think he's 12 or 13. You think so? Oh, like 10, 11? Mm, like 10, maybe? He's, oh, he's like... at least Ryan's age. Oh, but they, um, if he's Terry's age, maybe he's just really small. Yeah, I assume he's Terry's age. Okay. And Terry. Well, I mean, Terry's Yeah, they're like... 12. How do you know? Where'd you get that? <laughs> I wrote it down. But where'd you learn it? <laughs> the internet. Oh. I'm pretty sure they say it in the movie. No, that's fake news. <laughs> I guess he's just really small. Yeah, that's my assumption. Alright, yeah. So, I knew something makes sense. But yeah, Terry's a latchkey kid. Yeah, I mean, clearly, uh, neither he or his father are handling his mother's death very well. No, I mean, as he would. But you probably, like, if you were his dad, you'd like, oh. You should try, probably try to be in your son's life mm-hmm. a little bit more. Should probably try to take care of the situation. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm doing business. But, you no, know, he's, he's just, just at the bar. No, he's just at the bar getting drunk. Listening to, like, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. I like Glenn's, like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call mom and dad. You can't stop me. And then he picks up the note with the phone number on it and starts <laughs> dialing. <laughs> Stops them. And she just walks back in, hangs up, and she's like, Nice try, Glenn. And it wasn't a nice try at all. She was just down the hallway when we started dialing. Like, he's yeah, was he whole, trying to prove a point, or yeah, was he actually I, trying to contact them? I think he's trying to make a point, right? So, really, he knows she's leaving, so all Glenn has to do is just wait for her to run. Yeah, he's to just gotta wait 10 minutes. And he's like, Hey, mom and dad, my dog died last night. Some weird shit's been happening. I need you to come home because Alex is not taking care of shit. Oh, you know what? She left too. She's gone. Right yeah, now. she went to the mall for some reason. She said she was gonna buy drugs and magic cards. She's a Satanist now. Yeah, just like my friend Terry. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then this is also Terry... I heard she's on birth control. Then <laughs> she's really bad about taking it consistently. <laughs> she says you only have to take it every other day. Oh, and um, this is where we get the first f bomb when Glenn calls that dude who um uh, I don't know. I think it's Eric. Is that what it, I don't know. He's just like, hey, what's up? I'm a cool uh, '80s boy. But really, he looks like a dweeb. I'm gonna drive this dead dog all around town. <laughs> Show him the sights. Oh, animal control's closed. No vacancies, dude. Better go home. Put him in a hole. Yep, let's put him in a hole. This smoky crater that's covered with wood. And uh, no one really reacts that badly when Glenn says it. And I feel like even in the time period we grew up in, like if you just called like your sister's friends a fag, and then you walked off, everyone would be like, "Oh, the fuck!" <laughs> Yeah, but probably not in, like, 86. Yeah, I guess not. That's pretty wild, man. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, Loverboy's gonna take the dog. Um, they're gonna go to the mall. Get some munchies, and then go to the beach. My question is, what what are they doing at the mall to get munchies, and then go to the beach? They're like, fucking, oh, we gotta get to Hot Dog on a Stick and get a bunch of corn dogs. <laughs> I need a gallon of lemonade. No, just put it in one of those stupid hats you have. <laughs> Uh, hot dog on a stick. Does that still exist? I think it's still a place. They, I don't think they have any in Arizona anymore. Um, they probably don't wear those crazy hats anymore either. Last time I saw the hats, they had shrunk considerably. Mm, that was a mistake. It was great when um, uh, big corporations were just honest about how shitty they thought you were. And, like, hey, we're going to embarrass you every day that you work here. Cause <laughs> you're, scum. you're scum, you wage slave. Just wear this stupid hat. They still kind of Or, like... Though. Cold Stone Creamery, like, oh yeah, when you get a tip, you gotta sing for it. You know, they're like, hey, to sing for Like, yeah, when you get a tip, you gotta sing that song, okay? You are Sammy, you what you <laughs> But you gotta make a living, I guess, selling them hot dogs on a stick. Oh, and this is the point where uh, Glenn gets all upset, goes upstairs, and opens his present and finds a rocket, which is important. Later. Yeah, and he throws it behind the bed because he's. Well, this isn't a rocket, this is just like the ag- actuator, or. No, this is a rocket. No, the thing in the box that he finds is just that, at the end, when he uses it to launch it, he finds the, like, the rocket of oh, the everlasting yeah, truth yeah. later on. 
Because they're like, oh, she didn't throw it away. Yeah. It's Thunderbolt. Yeah, she didn't paint it, though. Looks like a big white dildo. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge-ass dildo, bro. Have you ever seen um, The Great American Challenge? No. It's a really, really huge dildo that they try to get people to um, sit on. Nope. <laughs> it's bigger than that rocket. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not bigger than that rocket, but it's it's the Great American Challenge. Canadians can participate too because it's America. Yeah, Mexicans. C. Yeah, but yeah. So Chekhov's rocket launch device he throws it behind the bed. Um, we see some more mobs being murdered, and then Glenn's like, "I'm getting tired of this moth holocaust." I'm getting out of here. That's well, th- this is when he pulls out the outlet, and I was like, "This movie was made in Canada." <laughs> Then he tries to book it, right? And he opens it right in the door, and there's Terry. Yeah, and he's like, you got demons, buddy. I read it in the album. <laughs> yeah, because Terry, meanwhile, is like doing his, uh, his pantomime to his yeah. favorite uh, heavy metal album, wearing his rainbow cape. Mm-hmm. Really acting it out, going to town, and it's like, all right, so he's got a future. <laughs> yeah, and then Glenn's like, what? You just read that in a record album. And that's how I also knew it was a Canadian. Yeah, because he said record album. He was like, that's just a record album. I was like, what? Who says that? But he's like, no, Terry's like, no, listen, they recorded one album, and then they died in a plane crash. That's how you know it's real. Yeah, and he's like, look, these are the symbols from the thing. Here's the words, um, and here's a very scary picture of levitation. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> remember when you levitated? And then also there's got to be a sacrifice, which is Angus. And also some blood, you know, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so there's demons, man. You got you got, some, you got yourself some demons. Let's go upstairs and play those record backwards, and that's how we're going to figure out how to close this gate. Mm-hmm. And he, when he plays it backwards, it doesn't, I'm, I don't understand anything it's saying. I just, yeah, all is good, I miss it, I miss it. <laughs> yeah, lower boy couldn't, uh, animal controls close, so. Sorry, no vacancies, dude. And yeah. he just goes back to the house. He, presumably he realizes, you know, like... No one's there. No, he rings the doorbell, and but Glenn and Terry upstairs listen to demon music. Um, so they don't hear the doorbell. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to pop around back real quick. And that's when he sees the gate. And he's like, oh, that's a freshly dug hole. That's a good place to dump a body. Pull some wood over it. And then he, but then he completely he buries the dog in the hole, reburies the hole, puts sod back over it, and then puts the wood back on top of it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, because when Al comes back, and she's like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we gotta close this gate, demons and shit. And she's like, well, what's under it? I was thinking, like, they're gonna lift it up and, like, Angus would just be like, yeah, and yeah. she'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's what I was expecting. But then they'd be like, I don't know, your boyfriend took him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? What's wrong with him? He's probably out here fondling it. But uh, she's, he's like, I thought you were going to the beach, you slut. And she's like, nah, check it out, I got rockets. Look, I got my rocket jacket on, I used to spend all my money on rockets. And then my notes say, go Team Rocket, because they have the matching rocket jackets on now. Yeah, they gotta get Terry's on rocket jacket. No, because he's got Killer Dwarfs on, and a pentagram. Um, they have said the words, the words they got from playing the record backwards over the, the gate a couple times now. So mm-hmm. they think they sealed it, they, they feel pretty good. They're like, yeah, you know what? It is rocket then. Mm-hmm. Let's launch the rocket. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so once they're done with the rocket, which is grand old time, everybody enjoyed it, uh, Alex's two annoying friends pop on over from their trip to the mall. Yeah, but first we see Glenn and um, Terry playing with a gun. Oh, that's right. You just got like, a... mm, the 80s. <laughs> they got to introduce us to all the weapons we're going to use yeah, later on. <laughs> it's just like casually, like, hey, my dad doesn't let us play with that. <laughs> so yeah, probably a good idea. It's not in the safe or... No trigger lock. It's just the ammo's right there. Yeah, it's just in the closet. Like, yeah, hey, you guys, don't play with that gun too much. <laughs> wink, wink. So gun safety is at an all-time high. Um, yeah, but then the two shitty sisters are there, and they catch him in the closet because it's bedtime, and... It's like, what are you guys doing in there? And one of the sisters like, probably fagging off. It's <laughs> like, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's like jacking off, but, you know. Both partner? <laughs> two gay dudes. Oh. Oh, it has to be another person of the same sex. That's correct. Otherwise, no. it's not fagging off. It's then just... it's sex. That Christianing off. Christian. <laughs> it's, uh... Heteros- you're being a breeder. 
I like that as an insult for straight people. You're a breeder. Hey, you fucking breeder. <laughs> um, but then we see a shadow puppet, literally, because it's the shadow of one of the puppets they're going to use for the monsters. <laughs> I just thought that was a good pun that I made to myself while I was watching it. I was like, ah, <laughs> shadow puppet. Oh, I really, oh, you really called that one, Kyle. Still five five. Yep. And then uh, cut to um, uh, homage to the Exorcist, I think, where he looks out the window and there's just tons of moths on the window now. That's <laughs> an applause. Yeah. And he's like, fuck this. So he closes the blinds. And that's how you fix this. Problem solved. And then the window explodes, though. Because of the moths. They just burst in. Yeah, they're, they're strong. They're strong moths. Glenn takes off. He's like, Alex. Alex, help me. And he's like, I got blasted by glass and moths. Oh, the best part is... um. So the, mo- the models are CG mostly, but you can tell at one point they were like, put some moths on the kid. So there's like two prop moths on him, but like not enough to look like he's being swarmed or anything. They're just like <laughs> two like taped to him. And it's like, yeah, that'll do, I guess. They should have done the, the same moths from Return of the Living Dead. The wiggly ones? The wiggly ones. Wiggly moths. Um, so we get to Alex and Alex and come and check it out. And they're like, Terry, wake up, Terry. And Terry's not waking up. And they're like, what? And then Terry walks in behind them. He's like, what's going on? What's that ruckus? What's what's all the commotion? And it's fucking Angus is back. Yeah. He's asleep in the bed. Yeah. So he's alive again. Well. Oh. And then a spooky monster arm comes out. And Two monster arms. A bunch of them, really. You're trying to get Alex pulling her in the bed. Uh-huh. Like sacrifice. But then they start running away, and a really long arm comes out and gets Alex. Yeah, so he's got a spooky long arm for some reason. And then <clears throat> we don't really ever see these full-size demons uh, no. that have these big arms. The only the only real full-size demon we see is like the head demon. Mm-hmm. Are we to presume these are his arms? Oh, that's a good point. He does have multiple arms mm-hmm. varying lengths. Yeah, so I'm going to go assume that, yeah, that's the demon's arms. And then his head's good just call. like scrunched really low. Yeah, his legs are like, eyes like, eyes like, eyes like, eyes like fucking... What are you guys doing out there? Hold <laughs> on. We're... Wait, wait! <laughs> uh, they escape, they run downstairs, they open the door, and oh shit, is business dad and um, mom who only has a couple lines. Yeah. As it should be, because it's the 80s. And uh, Glenn runs out and he's like, Dad, mom, you're here to save us! But nope, they're demon dad and mom. Yeah, like, you've been very bad. And I'm then, gonna choke you! And then he smushes his dad's face into, like, garbage. And then his mom's head falls off and turns into, like, juicy garbage. <laughs> what did Ryan think of that part? Uh, I mean, he, at this point, he, I think that's the point where he's like, if this is a kid's scary movie, what's an adult scary movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was, uh, that was some high-level high gore. Yeah, for a kid's yeah. movie. <laughs> Oh wow, they just the heads are just falling apart and getting all melty. And they're like, fuck it, let's run back inside. And in my head I was like, Don't worry about it, it's all just an illusion. Yeah, that's not remember, that. <laughs> remember that dweeb earlier was like, Oh yeah, I levitated last night and lover boy was like, That was just an illusion. So like, what the fuck man, you were there? <laughs> Somehow, it's just illusions. That's <laughs> not how illusions work. <laughs> You were there. You were part of it. <laughs> no, no, I just threw him really hard. Oh, so yeah. Strong I'm so strong. No, 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 no. Like, he was a plant. <laughs> He's a plant. Like a ficus? Like well, no, I mean like... <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> a punter. I don't I have a weird recollection of what happens at this point. Like, it seems like they're just a lot of running around. Like, everybody's freaking out. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And they're like, oh, we gotta do the spell. Yeah, Terry's like, ah, it's okay, I got all the spells written out upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I got all the spells. And then the, the spell will all get burnt up. <laughs> as soon as they open up the album, fuck your spells. Which, uh, ironically, is what everybody wanted to do with these albums anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get to see um, the phone melt. That was cool. Yeah, the phone melted. melted. Uh, I also have a note here. Bad girl. I have a note here that says, I hope the annoying sisters die quick. <laughs> Nope, no such luck. Nope. Um, so naturally, like, since the album didn't work, they're like, we could try the Bible! <laughs> the Bible! And uh, they're like, don't worry, we went to Sunday school, we'll find a good passage. <laughs> There's gotta be one in there that's like, get out of here, you demons. I'm mean, going get. I've seen The Exorcist, they have passages in the Bible that are supposed to be used to you know, make demons go away. To ward off demons. You know, there's an old priest and a young priest. The Catholic Church has, still has an exorcism division. Yeah, they do. It's pretty dumb, since most of them seem to be epilepsy or just people being... Oh, you don't believe in demonology? No. One time, 
uh, a friend and I tried to summon a demon. It didn't work. So I don't think demons are real. Because mm -hmm. if any, if anyone was gonna be friends with a demon, I think it would be me. So I'm like not queer bait, but demon bait. And none of them came along. Maybe you're just not at the right time for a demon, or just not that demon type. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Anytime I tell, like, that story in detail to people that are, like, afraid of, like, spooks and ghosts and stuff, they're like, oh, it's just because you didn't believe. It's like, oh, isn't that fucking convenient? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, every time I've ever played with a Ouija board, it's always been yeah. complete bullshit. And none of it matches up. Yeah, it's whole horseshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, go ahead and at me on this one. You guys are full of shit. Well, I mean, you gotta make your own Ouija board. You can't be using Milton Bradley. This is I'll make shit. my own Ouija board. I'll yeah, carve it on my own fucking back. As if that, oh, it's secret knowledge, the Ouija board. No, it was invented in like the late 1800s for the specific purpose of being sold as a board game, a parlor game. There's not like, they don't talk about the Ouija board in the Bible or like <laughs> the Malice Golf Cameron like that. It's not some old secret magic. Well, it's Necronomicon. People are dumb. Um, I did do a ritual on Halloween, though, but this one was just, like, some boring-ass pagan shit. It was like, we're gonna have a great year. Mm. So that was alright. I'm hoping that shit works. I don't know. I mean, like, immediately afterwards is when my foot got hurt and mom was sick. So, I don't know, so far not a great year. <laughs> well, I need this podcast to take off because I don't, I don't really want to do any actual real work. Oh, maybe that ritual will help. Alright. So far. Well, I mean, that's what Jim Carrey did. He just, uh, he just self-actualized mm -hmm. everything. Visualized it to make it real. He wrote himself a $20 million check and he made, he got $20 million for the mask. Yeah. We'll say Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Mm. Jim Carrey sucks. Oh, uh, but you know what? I, bet... a, I do like his, uh, his political drugs. Uh, I bet the ritual's not gonna work though, because, um, I didn't believe hard enough. <laughs> Was, I feel like you gotta meet me. Like these guys gotta, God's gotta meet me halfway here. Like, yeah. How much am I supposed to fucking believe? Like, I I was believing. I was having a good time. I wasn't like making a joke or a mockery out of it. Like that's all you're gonna get out out of me for like most things. So, come on, um, ancient spirits or whatever God, we were praying to. Demon. Help, help brother out, man. Just trying to get by. Let me get some of those podcast dollars. <laughs> Oh yeah, back to uh, oh, yeah, trying so to sell yeah. demons, but this is walking away. <laughs> yeah, trying to get rid of demons this time, which is the biggest mistake. And here's the reason why: they go out to the cave or the gate. Um, now there's like crazy nice purple lights coming out of it, and I really like purple and lights, purple lights. And I was like, so I can go in there and chill. <laughs> That's why you got some demons. Bring purple lights. Okay, so the two actors, purple lights. I feel like mm -hmm. you can get some purple lights without demons. You don't need demons for purple lights. Yeah, we had some in our me and my ex's most recent ex's bedroom. They're nice purple like fairy lights, mm -hmm. Christmas lights. There you go. I can just get some of those, but with the demon lights. <laughs> Not fairy lights, but demon lights. Yeah. Um. So they start yelling Bible verses at it, and. Start sucking in all the dust and stuff. So I guess <laughs> the Bible Give works. us our dead bread, this daily bread. Well, there's new Terry's like, what? These things are old, older than the Bible. And, well, I don't know, I guess the fucking Bible still works anyway. <laughs> sort of? I don't know. Well, because none of the magical elements of this movie make that much sense. Yeah, it's not like a cohesive. No. <clears throat> but Terry gets sucked and falls in because he's too, like, psyched about the Bible, Bible stuff he's doing. And I'm... I mean, he's basically an orphan anyway, so <laughs> if I was that much like, all right, pick up where he left off, he's gone. No one's going to miss him. Well, <laughs> his dad's going to be away on business anyway. Yeah, his, his dad's at the airport bar. Um, you can find him there most nights. We'll just let him know. <laughs> but uh, they do manage to get Terry out. Yeah, after out. he's like... And he's like, fuck it, Bible grenade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just throws it in. Bible gets a bad review. But he was getting hassled by the little demon guys, and they weren't doing much. They, they don't seem, the little demon guys seem really ineffective at whatever their job is. Mm -hmm. And he steps on that one, and it's just like having a stroke <laughs> from being stepped on. I mean, he probably like broke his spine or something. But, yeah, they're not tough. Just step on all of them. Mm -hmm. They don't even have like little knives or anything. One of them bites his neck, but I didn't see any blood. It was just like gumming him. <laughs> well, there's another bite out later on. I don't see any blood either. Yeah, these demons suck. 
Uh, so they think they defeated them now because they threw the Bible in and no, it's, oh, it's not sealed itself. Yeah, it's not loud anymore, so it should be okay. And so they go back inside, and you know, her two annoying friends are like, eh, "Is everything okay?" And as a role reversal, they're the ones hiding in the closet now. They're yeah, the they ones were, fagging. They out. were fagging off. And Loverboy and two of his friends were in the other closet hiding out, and they <laughs> were in there fagging off. Uh, no, not really though. The Loverboy and his two friends do show up at this point. Were they? They were hiding in the closet. No, they show up after the demons uh, get disappeared. Yeah, yeah but like, they were hiding in the front closet. Were they hiding? And like popped out. Oh, that's right. To try to be scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to like commit a sexual assault. <laughs> well, it is days. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, I was like, well, okay. Um. And they're like, oh, come on. Why don't we just hang out and party? We're ready. Let's party, guys. And the two annoying friends, even though they've been just been attacked by demons, are like, why can't they just stay? We invited them. Yeah, we're trying to party. Also, your fucking house? Wait, why are you inviting people over? It's not your house. Get the fuck out of here. We're trying to party. You got like, bruise? We want to party. Alex is done, though. She's had enough. She's, yeah. She's, she's like, done. fuck this, man. I'm I'm, I'm dirty. Yeah, I sealed some demons when I'm going to take a shower. You guys can get out of here. Yeah. But the, Eric's just like, oh, she just won't, wasn't ready for me. <laughs> just wasn't ready for me. We just trying to party. She wasn't ready for me. She couldn't handle what the Eric is packing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got a dead dog in my pants. <laughs> that dead dog knows what I got. <laughs> Yikes, Eric. Uh, and so they're like, oh, man, let's go watch TV. I'm too amped up from defeating those demons. I was like, Shh, not me. I'm going to take a shot. <laughs> But, surprise, they got zombies now. Yeah, the wall opens up and a workman, a dead workman falls out. Yeah, the story Terry told earlier turns out to be not so much true as the demons overheard it too, I guess. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we'll be that zombie. Should be fine. And so, uh, zombie workman grabs Terry and pulls him back to the wall. Mm-hmm. Glenn, like, constantly freezes throughout this movie. Oh, he just choked so much in this last act. I was getting real angry with him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, alright, he's a little kid. He's a midget. He'll, he'll figure it out eventually. But I was like, they're making this final act, like, 20 minutes longer than it needs to be because he's just, like, slowly going down the stairs and, like, just staring at stuff. It's like, no, just take action. Come on, Glenn, just take action. Brian pointed this out, but if you look at the wall in the house, there's like a painting of a hand in blood with an eye on it. Oh, cool. Oh, that's one of the, is that, that's one of the demon symbols? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So he's going to be, like, the prophet of this demon or something. Well. Cool, Glenn, you should have gone with it. I would have done it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he gets out and she's like, Dad's gun, we'll kill all ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason, that's what I thought. It's like, Dad's gun, let's run in the closet and we'll kill ourselves before they get us. <laughs> well, so at this point, why, why do you think the gun is going to work? Yeah, because. The Bible didn't work? Yeah. <laughs> well, God created. Guns. The Wait. Bible, but Smith and Wesson created the gun. <laughs> I don't think they created the gun, but that's no, probably no, no, no. I, mean, I don't know who yeah. we attribute the guns to. Probably, um. The Greeks? Yeah. No, they didn't use any gunpowder. China? China used gunpowder, but they didn't. But they used it for fireworks instead of weapons. I don't know the history of guns. I don't care anymore. Back to the gate. I don't care anymore either, because usually people are like, oh, I like guns. It's because, like, your wife doesn't love you. (laughs) Seemingly. Like, everyone who's on, like, the gun subreddit, just like... Check out this new baby I got. It's my little princess. And it's like, you and your wife haven't had sex for 40 years, huh? <laughs> They're hiding in the closet. Uh, and uh, Terry pops up again as an illusion. An illusion. An illusion. He's not an illusion. He's like a demon man. Oh, I guess. Because he bites Glenn. Yeah, but then he just, like, pops away. Like, pop. No, he's holding on to Glenn's arm. You know what I mean? When um, he gets stabbed in the eye by Barbie. Like, oh, just, like, well, I mean, all the demons are kind of like quasi-illusions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because even the zombie is just all the little demons, like, yeah, on top of each other. <laughs> Al throws a boombox at his head and he just falls apart in the demons. <laughs> falls forward. <laughs> that was actually pretty cool. Turns into a bunch of little booty aliens. Yeah. <laughs> little butt cheek aliens. <laughs> yeah, they did kind of look like butt cheek aliens who <laughs> look like Station. And that just leads me to believe that no one had any ideas in the 80s. <laughs> it's caught everybody else. Uh, but yeah, so Terry, fake Terry, Terry demon face, gets stabbed by Barbie in the eye. It's pretty gross, too. What did Ryan think of that? He was upset that 
at the end when Terry comes back that he didn't have an eye You felt like there should have been some consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's got a pretty good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, but then the zombie pops up and takes Al, right? Yeah, well, yeah, the zombie, but like they they get the gun. Zombie mm. bursts through the door, door, they shoot him in the face. Oh, but then he, like, swipes the barrel off the gun. Like, yeah, he's he just, so much longer. He doesn't give two shits about that gun. But it, it looked like the gun was made of liquid the way he just threw it And he takes uh, Alex and carries her away, and that's their second human sacrifice, and shit's about to go down. Yeah, and Glenn's just sitting there, like, oh, hmm. And he's what like, something doing? about mass and energy, rockets. Yeah, light and, um... Yeah, the, this science part doesn't make sense, but whatever. No, I think it's just, um, it's not science, it's just, you gotta send it your good vibes. <laughs> good, good, good. Good vibrations. Good vibrations. But he does sit there for a little bit and watch, um, Demon Burning Man. Because <laughs> all the demons come up out of the hole and they're just like, like, oof, 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 oof. <laughs> like, yeah, we did it. Oof, uh, uh, let's get oof, it. Oof, oof, and then, uh, <laughs> then the big demon shows up and he's like the, the man at Burning Man. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, burn him. <laughs> and then one of the demons runs into him while he's on fire and gets burned to death. And they're like, we shouldn't have Burning Man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mistake. Uh, and so the Glenn's like, I'm gonna shoot my rocket at him, but he can't get the uh, the light the match to go. No, it's too windy. Yeah, too much demon wind. Um, and the big demon grabs his little hand and stares into his eyes and he gives him fat. He gives him a little pat on the head. Just boop boop. Yeah, this demon came in peace. <laughs> no, so. I don't know. That's true. I think he's more like. I'm marking you, my child. No, I think he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, I only need those two sacrifices. After this, it's going to be socialist republics for everyone. <laughs> I'm on my way to Vegas. <laughs> Just got to get a little bit of funding, and then we'll start the revolution. Don't worry about it, little man. Oh, here's an eye for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got an eye. he's got a hand eyeball. He'll have great hand-eye coordination. Oh! Thanks for listening in. That's been Space Force. Good night, everybody. Best joke of all time. Okay, bye. Then he just defeats him. Yeah, he just farts around for a while. I mean, kind of go- at one point, he just curls up into a ball on the floor and cries. He's like, oh, damn it. Um, I guess. And then he's like, oh, wait, I got a present. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I guess the world can just die. Fuck it. He, uh, he starts screaming out the window, demanding the demon come back and take mm. him. He throws the moths at it. And he's like, you know what? I don't want your goddamn eye present. I assume that is the eye that he took from Terry. Mm. That's Terry's eye on his hand now. Mm. And then he's like, you're going to know how Terry feels. <laughs> Stabs it with glass. I like um, when he's looking at the eyeball in his hand, and it's really obvious a prop. And they didn't even attempt to make the prop child-sized hand. It's just like a full-grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Would it really have been hard to just make an eye on his real hand? Well, maybe in the 80s. A prosthetic eye? I don't think so. They wouldn't be able to move around, though. You'd probably move around. Oh, yeah. They'd just be like, yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe this movie is originally about adults and they had the prop first. Yeah. So he stabs the eyeball. Um, I guess that's all he needed to do to piss the demon off. Yeah, I mean, it takes a minute, but the demon shows back up. He just pops out of the hole like, whoa, what? what's going on, what man? The, what the fuck, man? I thought we were chill. I heard you were talking shit. Hold on, I'm going to catch you real quick. I need to get you the eye back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the demon, like, I mean, obviously the movie would end if the demon came back and was just like, oh, fuck you, kid. Splat, <laughs> you know, but he doesn't. The demon's just like, no, you can't go that way. Oh, I'll pick you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't do very much. Um, this time he uses his brand new battery operated prison. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a still from the flashlights. That was another scene where um, it immediately triggered something in me, but not because of the movie specifically, just from my childhood, where it's like, battery's not included. <laughs> Dad, where can I get some of these batteries? <laughs> Every Christmas. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to just take them out of the remote for now. <laughs> you know, vanish like that. <laughs> Dad, I've never heard of double C batteries. What the fuck are these? Um, but he takes another flashlight, shoots that rocket right into him. It just goes straight in. It looks like he's made of like, <laughs> yeah, like he's made of vinyl, of which he probably is because he's a puppet. But yeah, but he take you right and just goes bloop, and he's like, at first the demon's like, I don't know. <laughs> he just looks down at the gun. 
This is probably good. I'm probably good. Yeah, and then you get, that's when he picks up Glenn. And he's gonna like smash him around and stuff, yeah. but then light starts erupting out of him, and he's like, "Oh no, my ah, secret sh- weakness!" Yeah, turn into a firework. Well, now these kids know that I was allergic to rockets. And uh, Demon blows up, and <laughs> a really bad uh, CG model of Glenn flies like yeah. out the front door, <laughs> rounds their house. Right, it's like, whoop, 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 whoop. That scene did not need to be in <laughs> I loved it. It was a good scene. Remember in the Starsky and Hutch remake with Ben Stiller? Yeah, I thought it was the same thing. When um, Owen Wilson was like, afro? black neighbor with the big afro, like, goes to like, stop by and see what's up, and there's been a bomb place, and it blows up, and like, the first afro. thing is the afro gets like pulled into the concussion, and then he gets thrown. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, you and me, like, Chris and Jason were the only people laughing at that part of the Man, movie. that movie was so funny in the theaters. I've tried to watch it again since then, it's, like, not... Well, I mean, that's, like, a lot of comedies are just more funny... With a group of people, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like it's not something to watch comedy by yeah. yourself. Uh, that's like Talladega Nights too. When I saw it in theaters, or, like, or Anchorman. Shit, it'll never be funnier than this. And then you watch it a few years later, and you're like, man, Will Ferrell, fucking dumb. <laughs> or like Anchorman, we saw with that opening night, I think, in the theaters. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah, because remember the hype leading up to it, like when uh, they had the news team performing uh, Sky <laughs> Rockets and Flight. Pew! Afternoon delight. Whoop. Yeah, but if you watch it now, you're like, mm. it's still a really good. It's a really good comedy movie, but yeah. I mean, it's just never going to be the same as when you're watching with a bunch of people. True, but in Talladega Nights, remember when they're doing the commercials? <laughs> you don't chew big red. Fuck, fuck you. you. That's how honest commercials should be now. I guess that's what corporations are trying to do on Twitter now, though, huh? A little bit. Like, aren't we cute? Buy our products. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The worst is police stations trying to be cute on Twitter. Yeah. That shit's so offensive. Yeah, don't be cute. You're not cute. <laughs> uh, we's legal in Canada now. Get your snacks before you go driving. <laughs> Suck you're, my dick, you fucking. Yeah, you're not <laughs> fucking Andy Griffith. Get down on Yeah. You're an unaccountable man with a gun. I don't like you. Making jokes on Twitter. Shit. <laughs> I mean, just to finish up the movie, at this point, we get uh, some really great mat work. Mm-hmm. And then some kind of weird mat work when they show the sunrise. Yeah, I, they they should have switched the mat to like their actual sunset after like the demon world gets sucked back inside. Like it's okay to have like the mat, in my opinion, what was like the demon, mm-hmm. well, like the demon world is taken over. But as soon as that's done, it should just be a real sunrise. Yeah, why it looks odd as fuck when yeah. he cuts back to him walking back into the house. Well, why didn't they? Yeah, why didn't they and just film that? Is not the why don't they just film that scene at sunrise? I don't know. Uh, but even Angus is back. Yeah, it's a kids' movie, so. Yeah, so Angus wasn't actually dead. Uh, the whole movie, though, I was like, of course Terry and Al are gonna come back and stuff. But I really just the dog's dead. <laughs> the dog's just dead. The dog's the only one I really cared about. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't care about any of the characters really. Glenn was really annoying to me. Especially at the end. He's choked. Choke man. He's a choke artist. I guess he saves the day in the end, but it took like he was like the last starfighter dude. Like he had to be like bitched out and really just defeated before he's like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Mm. I'll try. You know, everybody's dead. I have nothing else to do. Yeah, he wasn't a real go getter like Murphy. He's <laughs> an OTJ hotshot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Stay in touch. Number <laughs> Robocop. When they're about to go fight the gang. Yeah. Stay in touch. Stay in touch. Bye. Uh, no tactics or anything, huh? Just not nah, stay in touch. We'll figure it out. We're going to add this. Um, yeah, so then they just hang out and they're like, man. I would love to see how they're going to explain that shit to mom, mom and dad. Mom and dad are going to be pissed. Oh, this whole. We accidentally opened the gate and let the demons in and blah, blah, And they're like, Terry, you gotta go home and never come back. <laughs> no, you know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be like, all right, all right, Terry, go home. Uh, Alex, you're grounding never uh, throwing a party in our house again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna raid your college fund to, to pay for the repairs. Oh, no, no, I'll never go to college. I'm, I've never seen it. There is a gate, too. Does it star Stephen Dorff's family as well? I'm assuming they recast Stephen Dorff if it does. I don't know. It was made in the, the 90s, the early 90s, I think. Hmm. So... I didn't even realize there was a gate, too. I'm pretty sure there's a gate, too. I don't know why there needs to be. Well, that's true. Well, that's anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the gate, there's a Gates of Hell trilogy I mentioned last time. 
Oh, it's against the head. <laughs> and the demons are coming out of everywhere. <laughs> Lucio Fulci. Um, none of the three movies are connected aside from each of them taking place near one of the gates of hell. And you mean we just saw one of the gates of hell? Um, actually, watching this movie, it is not that different from <laughs> some of Lucio Fulci's movies in the Gates of Hill tri- Hell trilogy. And I feel like maybe they watched. Like one of those, and like, oh, we can make this for kids, and they just toned it down a little bit. <laughs> what are we watching next? I got some things on my list. All right, what's up? I want to watch The Running Man next. Oh hell yeah, let's watch The Running Man. All right. Have yeah. you ever read the? Uh, we'll talk about it in the show. Have you ever read, read the Stephen King novel? That's or, based on. Yeah, I don't know. This is Stephen King. Well, it's it was under his pen name. Oh, um, um, Lucio Fulci. Lucio. I want to say Joe Hilbert's his son. I think. Uh. I'll go up before we go next time, but it's a it's really different than the, the movie. Oh, well, that's too bad because the movie's great. The book's pretty good too, though. Oh, well, this is the first time we've seen Arnie, right? Yeah, it's the first Arnie in the in the eighties. We've already seen Stallone, so I figured we'd do an Arnie movie. Yeah, it's Arnie. It was between this and Commando, and I think I'd rather watch. Oh, uh, I'd rather watch Running Man again. Mm-hmm. We'll awesome. probably get to Commando at some point, but Running Man's way better. Oh, go to adventureproduction.com. Man, we're shitty about promoting ourselves. Adventureproductions.com. Um, we're on Twitch. There's an Instagram. I haven't really posted to it. I'm going to try to shit post more. Uh, just get some real good jokes out there and shit. Uh, yeah, we've done, we streamed the Twitch a few times. I'm going to put one of the ones on YouTube, the most recent one. Hell yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people might enjoy it. I certainly did not <laughs> enjoy game, playing. The it. game wasn't very good, but we had a good time. I don't know. Check that shit out. Uh, hook us up with some sponsorships. Um, hit me up on Twitter. Do you have a Twitter yet? Nope. I'll get one next week. Once I got one, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I'm gonna start harassing like uh, internet figures, like Matt Mercer. Like, hey man, your haircut's way too weird for a 50-year-old man, even though he's only like 30. <laughs> Alright, that said, uh, Space Force is better than Critical Role. Tell all your friends to listen to us instead of listening or watching Critical Role. Even though we're doing two completely different things. That's right, no competition at all. Okay, bye.